Hello, welcome back to the love of Christmas. <laughs> Christmas. This is called Naughty or Nice by Bill Hyatt. Mrs. Claus looked as worried as she had been to time in the last 2,000 years or so. It was about to be Christmas Eve and Santa was too ill to go out in the sleigh. He's not dying, one of the elven healers assured her, yet we cannot immediately cure this strange malady. I've always said the commercialization of Christmas was making me ill. It was inevitable, but one day it really, really would. He was sweating and his skin was as white as his beard. No one could have described him as jolly. What are we to do? asked Mrs. Claus. What will happen if you can't make your rounds? Of course, Santa didn't really make physical rounds. He travelled through the realms of dreams and imagination, through song and story and a feeling in the heart. But he still needed to have strength to travel that way, and he was almost too weak to raise his head. The problem was that not just anyone could drive the sleigh, let alone travel through forts. In fact, Santa was the only denizen of the North Pole who could do either. Unfortunately, Santa's journey, non-physical though it was, helped keep the Christmas spirit alive. There was a risk that feelings of peace on earth and goodwill toward men would diminish if it faltered. I may have a solution, said one of the elves. We are, as you know, kin to the Norse Alfar, who have some contact with the Celtic fairies, who in recent years have struck up a conversation with the Greek nymphs, difficult though that was. I don't mean to be rude, interrupted Mrs. Claus, but time is short. A long tail may undo us. The elf looked embarrassed. I've gotten word to the, the dwellers of Olympus, and one of their number is willing to perform Santa's work. Olympus? Olympus? whispered Santa, scarcely able to believe his ears. The old gods cannot interact with humans anymore. The elf fidgeted. There is a loophole, Santa. An old god can commune with humanity if he functions as you. I believe the god in question sees this as an opportunity to atone for his past misdeeds. I don't know, said Mrs. Claus, biting her lip. She couldn't help visualising Diosus drunkenly swerving the sleigh all over the place, or perhaps Hermes playing tricks along the way. I hope I did not presume too much, said the elf, but as you say, time is short. The Olympian is here now. Santa almost managed to sit up. What? Is not love an important part of the spirit of Christmas? Asked a male teenage voice. Santa and Mrs. Claus looked up in horror to see Eros, a.k.a. Cupid, standing in the doorway wearing a bright red toga. Mrs. Claus's heart beat a little faster. That outfit will never do, Santa managed to say. The elf had recruited Eros looked as if he wished the earth would swallow him up. As you wish, said Eros, removing the toga in one flowing motion. Underneath he had something that looked a bit, sort of ancient Greek equivalent of a bright red speedo. Mrs. Claus's heart beat even faster. That's even worse, insisted Santa. You can't look like something out of a pin-up calendar. Eros sighed and transformed himself into an exact replica of Santa. If you insist, I can appear in any form. I wish... That's better, said Santa, still sounding nervous. Do you know what you need to do? 
I live on Olympus, not under a rock, said Eros. We watch what happens on Earth with a great deal of interest. I know what you do, forwards and backwards. Santa and Mrs Claus quizzed him for a few minutes. Reluctantly, they had to admit he knew what to do. Looking as if he would rather die, Santa gave the most reluctant blessing imaginable, and Eros was off. By the time Christmas morning dawned, Eros returned. Santa's cheeks were red again, but from rage, not from jolliness. Where is that little rascal? demanded Santa. The Saint Nicholas part of him coming to the surface. Here I am, said Eros happily. He was back to his own form, shirtless, but still wearing Santa's pants, though he looked a bit askew. Am I to understand, began Santa, lips quivering, that you, that you had sexual relations with numerous women tonight? That depends, said Eros. Would you consider 52,372 numerous? Mrs. Claus had a grip, one of the bedposts, to keep her from falling. That's outrageous, shouted Santa, sounding almost his old self in terms of energy, if not disposition. I gave them what they wanted for Christmas, said Eros in an innocent tone. Isn't that really the job? How could you think that? asked Santa. Mrs. Claus began to worry about his blood pressure. Now Eros looked puzzled. Isn't stuffing stockings and euthanasium for... It most certainly is not, snapped Santa. You have disgraced the uniform. To be fair, I wasn't really wearing it most of the time, Eros pointed out. Oh, Eros added as Santa foamed at the mouth. I took care of some of the bookkeeping for you. Yes, had to change a few women from the nice list to the naughty list. Those are the ones I needed the switches for. Out, screamed Santa. Get out. Eros looked even more puzzled. I was very careful. I I didn't give particular present to marriage or to marry any woman, though some wanted it, and no one truly in love asked. Hmm. I can tell Get out Eros took the int. Wings fluttered fast as a hummingbird's, and he was gone. How will we ever be able to repair the damage? Santa moaned. Shall I summon Krampus? asked one of the older elves. No need, no need, said Santa, making a visible effort to calm down. This evil will catch up with Eros without our doing a thing. <laughs> the end. And that is the story how Cupid took over Christmas for one particular Christmas and really made a mess of things. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you can hear snoring, that's Dougal. He's snoring away. <laughs> Many blessings.